What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining our Family Matters podcast, where we talk about family matters because family matters. And if you're watching on YouTube today, I want to encourage you to take a second to click that subscribe button. That way you can get notifications anytime we go live with any of our uh, upcoming episodes. But today uh, we have a very special guest. Uh, it is a friend of mine. Uh, she has been a psychotherapist um, uh, practicing um, privately for the last 10 years, but she's been in the field of counseling for over 25 years. And uh, she has worked with countless organizations and uh, she loves what she does and she loves people. Uh, so today I'd like to uh, welcome my friend, Matrisa Wooding. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks Good. for having me. Yeah. Thanks for joining the podcast. Um, you know, we have had countless, you know, conversations about you joining and I've really been looking forward to having you on you know, uh, especially in your field of work when it comes to family. I mean, you're always working with family, per, you know, pretty much. Am I, you know, is that about right? Correct. Yeah. And so, um, in fact, uh, you know, some of the conversations that we have, you know, that we have had, I almost felt like you were analyzing me almost in a sense, but <laughs> I walked away, you know, with a lot of, you know, things that I could use in my own life. But uh, I'm excited about um, our conversation today, you know, um, when we're talking about family, you know, uh, everybody has gone through something that impacts their everyday life. And uh, today we're gonna be, you know, hovering around the topic of trauma. And trauma is something that you deal with just about every day, you know, that's just a normal walk in the park for you. But, you know, uh, it's something that is very broad, you know, so we'll we'll get into that into in just into a minute. But so uh, as I as we talked before, you mentioned that you have been privately practicing for the last 10 years. Is that correct? Right. And uh, and is that is something that has always been the goal. You've you know, have you enjoyed it or it was God's goal. <laughs> it was God's, it God's was plan. The end goal. Yes. Yes. I, I love it. That's wouldn't amazing. Do any, wouldn't want to do any other thing. Yeah, and you know, I you're you're very good at it, and I can tell that you're passionate about it. So, and passionate about people. So, uh, what what got you into counseling? I mean, was that something that you always wanted to do, or is that something? Right. Yeah. I was I was thinking about that this morning, and interesting. Um, back when I was in junior high, there mm -hmm. was a school counselor, and she really took to me and just mentored me through the years. And I always thought as I went through uh, middle school and then high school, I wanna be just like her. Wow. I wanna be someone that really uh, sees that people are real and they come from families and everybody has issues. And, yeah. and uh, she was sincere. Right. And uh, so that always went with me and I believe looking in hindsight that God was just grooming me for what he had made me to be yeah. and to do. That's amazing. You know, God always knows his plan for us. And many times, you know, he is raising us up and preparing us for what he has for us. And clearly he did that for you. So um, that, that decision happened whenever you were in junior high. Now, what about, you know, as you got older, you know, I know you had worked with different organizations uh, as a social worker, is that correct? <clears throat> right. I got my uh, first degree from Lamar University in social work. Great. Um, had a family, so you know how that is. That <laughs> yes, I do. You get wrapped up with that. And yeah. um, when my family was old enough for me to return to school, I went to University of Houston and commuted back and forth to get my master's. 
and then uh, later on with uh, that degree I worked in uh, public organizations doing counseling but under the um, community realm and then a psychiatrist in Baytown called me uh, wanting me to go to work and I didn't really want to. I lived in Nederland and I had a job, <laughs> so there's that, but uh, money talks, so I ended up helping him with his practice in Baytown and getting that going, and, and God was working behind the scenes because I was getting the 200 hours that I needed under supervision sure. without even realizing what I was doing, <laughs> right? And then, and then it's like, you can take the test. You've been doing this for a couple of years, uh, so got that behind me, and then it's like, why not step out? Why not yeah. uh, give it a, a try? So, uh, you know, t you know, 10 years <clears throat> comes and goes pretty quickly, you know, uh, but, you know, that's a lot of years, you know, that you have been in private practice professionally. You, you, you've been working with people from all different walks of life. And um, I believe you know, you've worked with adults and children, correct? Right. And, um, you know, one of the areas that you encounter uh, I know we've talked about this, is the area of trauma. And trauma is something, you know, that is probably not a word that is used in our everyday conversations, but we it's almost a lens that we speak through, you know, all, all, you know, in, in how we live, how we see, how we talk, mm -hmm. um, and without we us really realizing it. And so um, let's talk about trauma. You know, you know, you know, how do you define that? You know, what, you know, how, you know, what is trauma? Trauma is when a person is exposed to an event that feels um, life-threatening or it can actually be a life-threatening event. Right. So, um, and it's interesting because when you think about trauma, we think about the big things. And mm -hmm. we call, and, and in the world of therapy, I call them the big T's, right? The big traumas, what we've all had. Um, in our recent years, all of us sitting in this room know that right, we've yeah. had the uh, big floods, right? That's a big T, yeah. where we're all affected in some kind of uh, fashion there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> explosions. What about 9-11? Big T. Yeah. And then the little T's are daily things that mm -hmm. we go through Yeah. Um, that cause us the trauma. So. Uh, with trauma, it affects a person's mental, physical, social, emotional, and spiritual mm. being. Wow. So uh, it's interesting, as I've uh, gone through as a therapist, I've realized that everybody that comes to me has some kind of trauma. Yeah. It, they may not realize it because they present with maybe a, a medical issue, I see a lot of medical issues, and I'm, I'm beginning to realize, wait a minute, let's boil that down. Right. Um, are they really having a medical crisis? Yes, but what's at the root of that? So hmm. at the root of almost everyone's presentation of depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. uh, fear, expression of trauma, uh, medical issues, many times it's one problem with many faces. So when I look at the person, when I boil it down, oftentimes it may be a childhood trauma that's happened that's just presenting with all of these faces on the outside and then they get to a point where they're not coping well. Right. So they decide they need to seek help on that and 
I just boil down all of those issues and, and yeah. usually come up with one yeah. presenting. Well, that is interesting because, you know, I, I don't know that that most people would boil down a medical issue down to something that actually is connected to trauma, that's connected to something that they went through, but that makes a lot of sense, especially, you know, you know I know you mentioned big T's and you mentioned things that affect, you know, an entire community. But there are some big T's that impact, you know, an individual or even a family, whether, you know, for a family that may be divorce, you know, that may be, you know, I mean, you know, you know, death in the family, um, you know, or even an abusive, you know, uh, I would imagine that, you know, living in an abusive home, you know, rather that may not be an event, but maybe like a, a season. I don't know what you would call mm -hmm. that, but those are some big T's that impact an individual or family as well. And, um, you know, we little, you know, we, we can go throughout life for a very long time, almost kind of putting it in the background and kind of just moving on. And next thing you know, these cracks in our life start appearing, as you mentioned, and things right. of depression and, you know, so, and that affects the psyche. I know you mentioned how it affects a lot of different areas, but let's talk about the psyche for a minute, because, you know, I, I believe, you know, as a pastor, you know, whenever I'm, you know, walking with somebody through something, Many of the time, you know, many times we're talking about things that have impact their thinking, you know, their mm -hmm. mind, and um, that that is usually where the battle usually is. And so, let's talk about how trauma impacts the mind or impacts the brain. Okay, all right. Um, if you visualize your brain, the front, the prefrontal cortex, is our um, center of reasoning and. Um, decision-making and everyday things, and emotion regulation. Right. So what happens when someone goes through trauma, that center shrinks, actually. So hmm. actually, they've done brain scans and, and have seen prolonged trauma, it shrinks. Hmm. So, you know, if you see a kid that's presenting with anger impulses, lots of dysregulation of, of emotions. Sometimes we can look at that and go, hmm, wonder what's going on. Right. Not always, and it doesn't mean there's something bad in their family, but oftentimes there could be, and they're not able to regulate uh, things. Hmm. The next thing is in the center of your brain is your hippocampus, and that is where we store learning and memory. So, guess what? That also shrinks when under trauma. Hmm. So, you might have where, oh, I just can't remember, or I can't think through this, or whatever. And that's, uh, oftentimes, trauma has just affected that center. Hmm. And the last one is the amygdala, which is real interesting to me. It's two little almond-shaped, uh, it's behind your temporal lobe, little almond-shaped uh, organs, that uh, that is where we have fright or flight. So hmm. uh, it's a God-given thing for sure right. to help us in the sense of danger. Mm -hmm. What happens when you're traumatized or, you've, or you're exposed to maybe something that has traumatized you before, um, that gets activated. Right. So you do this fright or flight in strange areas where you should not be doing that. So um, 
when you see people wanting to run or flipping out over something that may not really be a flip out moment is that is activated. Hmm. So uh, the beauty of this, I know it, I, I sound very disheartening when I'm talking about the brain, and but the cool thing is you can recover from trauma and you can restore that. So it doesn't mean just because it's shrank, that's not an excuse for you not to uh, engage in life. So yeah. yeah, very interesting. And those those two almond shaped organs you mentioned, what were mm -hmm. they called again? The amygdala. And, the, and where is that located? It's just... uh, behind your temporal lobe. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. You, well, um, I find that all fascinating, especially how it, 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 it really explains what happens and why we don't remember certain things, or maybe we choose not to remember them. Maybe the, you know, but clearly, it, you know, or uh, that obviously presents itself at some point. You know, uh, am I correct? You know, Absolutely. you know, you may go throughout life five, ten years, and maybe you know you're in a marriage, or when you have children, or mm -hmm. maybe as a child when you get older, or whatever. Eventually, that shows back up. Uh, let's talk about that for a minute, you know, because sometimes we, you know, whether we're in a marriage and a relationship and we're wondering why, you know, we're having a hard time in a specific area of our, mm -hmm. let's just say marriage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those things come back up. You know, let's talk about that for a minute. So I would imagine the, the traumas like... I guess what you're asking is maybe a person is always, maybe a female is always cowering down to her husband who's a real gentle guy. Sure. And he doesn't understand, well, why do you act so afraid or why, what's going on? And it could have been in her early childhood. She had a, a demanding father or a, mm -hmm. a relationship that wasn't just right with right. Uh, her counterpart. So she carries that into her marriage. Right. Um, that's an example. Yeah. That I can and, 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 that's a, and, and that's a great example. And, you know, and even from, you know, from the other side for the male who is, let's say, you know, they have a hard time opening up. Right. You know, uh, and, you know, it's many times can be directed back to something. There's a reason why that's happening. So, you know, I wonder, you know, whenever it's coming, whenever it's coming up, you know, whenever maybe it's a, an argument, maybe it's a, you know, however those things happen, how they come about, um, you know, once it's identified, you know, there obviously is a need or a responsibility or a, a a moment where we have to take a step back and realize, you know, there's a reason why this is coming up. And, and, and sometimes we, we, we can connect it back to trauma, but you know, you may not know what to do. Like, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of a, a loaded, you know, gun <laughs> right. there. So, I mean, you know, what are some things, you know, for someone who m m maybe they are, seeing those things come up, how do, how do they begin to engage that? You know, um, you know, obviously they come sit down with you or you come yeah. sit down with a counselor, but 
what are, you know, what are the first things, you know, I mean, you know, how can, because if not, you know, you almost kind of live in fear, not knowing what to do, you know? Right. And many times people have no idea that trauma is propelling behavior. Right. So they blame it on themselves. Like, and with back to the marriage, if you uh, have a married couple, about 95% of marriages that uh, go to counseling, it's because of what? Communication. Right. So we may not be expressing the trauma, but just like you said, if you're closing off, you're mm -hmm. shutting down, that was a coping mechanism that may have worked with your mm -hmm. trauma in early childhood, but it doesn't work when you become the adult and you want right. to be. Uh, I think that's a problem also. I see, especially with Christians who want to do things differently, and I want to do things so differently from how I was raised. I, don't, I do not want to repeat that. Many times what happens? We fall back to learn behavior. Right. Why do we do that? That's our baggage that we're carrying, right? Mm. And so I think just being open to um, what is it that I'm carrying around and how, yeah. what needs to be healed? Mm -hmm. And again, many times it's, it's unrecognized, untapped into trauma. Right. And uh, you bring up a great, great question is, you know, how, how do I experience healing? How do I, you know, and one of the things that, you know, that we know is that the word of God is uh, transforming, you know, Romans uh, 12, two talks about uh, not being conformed to the world and not being continually conformed, finding ourselves in the same pattern, which is what a trauma, I'm gonna throw out a word here that may or may not be a real word, but a trauma cycle mm -hmm. where you're just kind of in that same rut and going through the same things, but it says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that almost sounds like a counseling, you know, <laughs> you know, it sounds like, it you know, counseling really, you really pulled that from the word of God, you know, cause that's a, that is where we're talking about is that most of this trauma is stored there. And so, you know, uh, the word of God, it speaks on that very thing. And so, uh, from your, uh, from a profession standpoint, what are some of the things that, that you, uh, encourage or that you would encourage somebody who finds themselves realizing and identifying some of these cycles? Okay. Well, I think when you identify is being aware every day, being aware when, and so many times we go through our day mm -hmm. in automatic, this is the way we go to work, go to work, you know, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> yeah. right? We, yeah. we get up, we take the kids to school, we, we're power hitting. And I think just sitting and becoming aware mm. of who you are, what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. When you have those feelings creep up that, hey, man, I'm uncomfortable. What is this? Yeah. And I think it really starts in your mind, like you said, and we have to renew that. And to renew it, I believe we have to challenge it. And we have to mm -hmm. challenge it by being aware of it. Yeah. If we're not aware that, that that's going on, mm -hmm. we're keeping on doing the same thing in the yeah. same way and we're getting the same results. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're unfulfilled. We, we feel like we're different and we're all different. Yeah. So it's a different world. 
you know, you mentioned being aware that uh, that is a very good point, because especially in the life of a parent or just in the life of an adult, you know, it's quite busy <laughs> and, and you almost many times we keep ourselves busy sometimes to not think about it. But there is a there is something about being aware that allows us to identify. Right. And once it's identified, then, you know what you know there usually there's a lie attached to it am i correct oh yes absolutely yeah. and that lie usually is what's speaking to us and when we speak to the, when that lie is speaking to us it's something that we begin to believe and we begin to embrace and it's almost the person that we become am i would you agree with that statement absolutely okay and um i believe that the word of god one of the ways that we transform our mind is by identifying the lie, discovering what the Word of God says, the truth, and beginning to apply that, speaking over our life. And, mm-hmm. and you know, there, there's something powerful about declaring, you know, de- you know, declaration, choosing to believe this, speaking it over my life, speaking it over myself. And, um, you know, so for the person who is beginning this journey, and wanting to identify those things and they're identifying and they're beginning to discover the lie and then also begin to discover the truth, discover um, the, uh, the, the truth for their life and they begin to apply that. And let's say that, you know, sometimes as you begin to do that, it, it becomes a little difficult because you want to, as you mentioned, you go back to learn behavior you know, what are some what are some some things that you would tell somebody who was sitting down with you if that was their reality, how they can continue to move forward in that progress? You know, one of the things that I really love to do is challenge people uh, to do what I call thought replacement. OK, so every time a thought that doesn't serve you well mm-hmm. rises up in your head, you replace it with a thought that does serve you well. Well, where do you get the thoughts that serve you well? From the Word of God. So find a word that's applicable to uh, the thought mm-hmm. that, and many times people uh, might get stuck with the same thought, and it comes yeah. over and over. I can't do this. That's a good one. There is no way I cannot do this. Yeah. Well, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right. The Lord is my strength. He's my stronghold. Yes. He's my refuge yes. in times of trouble. He's there. And and the more you do that, the more you can uh, extinguish the negative thought pattern and pull up uh, what God says about you. That's great. That's a great word. I love that word, extinguish, mm-hmm. extinguishing. And uh, uh, the transformation process doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in a week. It, it is definitely a lifelong process, and it's definitely something that as you begin it, you can definitely see the change, and others many times can see the change in you. So, well, listen, you know, we've we've, we've talked, you know, we've really kind of skimmed, you know, the topic on this. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, if you could leave someone, you know, if you, if you can leave our viewers with one uh, you know, with one more thing on on engaging the process, you know, if there's anything that you would like to leave with our our audience, you know, what would you tell them, you know, as they are, you know, as some of our viewers are beginning that process of identifying the lie and replacing it with the truth and and even uh, the thought replacement um, uh, process, you know, that you mentioned, what are, you know, what would you encourage our viewers 
uh, with? I believe daily we need to relax, calm down, and let the Lord lead our steps. Yeah. Really just uh, relax into it. He's got a plan for every day. Yeah. He's got a purpose for what we're to do Amen. in that day, and He will renew your mind. His Word says it, and if His Word says it, then we're to believe it. Um, That's great. So relax, is... take a deep breath, breathe. <laughs> we don't breathe around here. What's up with that? Texans tend to hold their breath, right? Yeah, yeah. Usa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are here in Texas, and you know, it's, and actually, we're here in Southeast Texas, <laughs> and it does get difficult to breathe at times. But um, listen, thank you, Matrisa. Uh, I really appreciate you uh, being here. I know our viewers really um, uh, are enjoying this, and we'll definitely have to have you back because Absolutely. we'll, you know, we'll dive more into this topic, um, and. You know, the last thing you mentioned there of just resting and just trusting the process, not trying to force it so hard, but you know, as you mentioned, also allow the Lord to lead our life. And that truly makes a difference. So, well, uh, for all of you who watched today, thank you again for uh, being here and uh, joining our podcast. And again, uh, you can check out our Family Matters podcast for more episodes. Uh, but we want to thank you uh, for being here. Remember that at the end of the day, your family matters. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.